0: Stand Up For The Truth is sponsored by Lakeshore Communications Incorporated and made possible by your generous tax-deductible donations at StandUpForTheTruth.com slash donate. Good morning brothers and sisters in
1: Christ. Thank you so much for tuning in to Stand Up For The Truth. Can't wait to get to Gary Kaw today. I was looking at the schedule. I can't believe it's been a couple months at least since we've had him on. So uh, we will open with Gary in a minute. Father, thank you for giving us this freedom that we have to talk about things that matter from, in terms of eternity, but also in terms of Christians in America being salt and light, hopefully, in our culture and in this country that really needs you, God. And we pray that you would uh, just really move on your church, the body of Christ. Um, in Jesus' name, we ask that there would be a move of repentance. We ask that there would be an awakening. I know we don't deserve it, Lord. I know we don't deserve your mercy. But your loving kindness is everlasting and your patience with us um, has extended. I can't imagine you continuing to be patient with this nation because we've turned our backs on you and we're calling evil good and we're allowing so much, even in your church. So, Father, uh, inform us today, encourage our hearts, lead us to you in every way, Lord. Every, everything that we look at, let it not be discouraging or overwhelming because we know that you are in control. We know that greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. We have not been given a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. I thank you for the truths of your word, and I thank you for this resurrection week where we get to celebrate and keep focused on what you did for us on the cross, Jesus, and how you overcame the grave and how you were seated at the right hand of God. We lift up this hour to you in Jesus' name. Amen. We've got our favorite brother from Indiana, Gary Kaa, founder and director of Hope for the World, writer, researcher, expert on globalism and exposing the New World agenda. We're going to talk about that, the New World Order. Gary, welcome back to Stand Up for the Truth, brother.
2: Hi, David. It's always good to be with you.
1: Always good to have you. You've been traveling a lot, Costa Rica, um, Ohio, not to compare the two, but uh, <laughs> you were at a conference. What? What can you tell us about what you just experienced? And you said it was a it was a closed conference.
2: Yes, um, there were a number of us uh, who are researchers and, and have expertise in different areas that got together and, and um, just compared notes and learned from each other, and um, just very eye-opening. Um, I mean, we you know we do this almost around the clock, and, and yet there was so much that that I learned. Um, one thing that's very troubling is is the overall acceptance globally by probably a majority of the people that this is how things are going to be from now on. I mean, they've accepted that. Mm. Uh, they're they're not resisting it at all. They're just being led along like sheep to the slaughter. And you would think that, critical thinkers and, and intelligent people would be able to see through this by now. Yeah. Even if they're just watching the, the secular media, you know, that's trumpeting the same narrative over and over, it would seem that even there, they would think, man, so much of this is propaganda. I can't go along with this anymore. But people have been so conditioned for so long. And, um, you know, like I, I said a, a few programs ago, their, their narrative from the beginning it started about a year ago, Uh, The term they use, the globalists uh, who are pushing the COVID agenda, is flooding the zone. And they believe if they come at us from every angle imaginable saying the same thing, that eventually it will sink in. Mm. And really, that, that was Hitler's strategy. Uh, with the SS and 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 with all the propaganda campaigns of of the various Nazi leaders, they figured if they say the same thing over and over enough, and if the lie is big enough, people will believe it. Yes. and 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 that happened. Most people did, and the same thing is happening, uh, unfortunately, right now. Uh, the good news is there is a, a minority of Americans uh, uh, are a minority of Americans who are. Uh, wising up and who are taking a stand, but I I hope it's enough that it will slow things down some, but I can't guarantee that. Only God knows what the outcome is going to be. But globally, this thing is is just racing along, and um, maybe later in the interview, we can talk a little bit about some of the stuff going on in Israel that's very concerning, and and, um, also I've got an article in front of me right now that just came in uh, from the U.K., uh, that's most disturbing. So I'll let you uh, chart the course and, and okay. let me know what direction you want to go in here.
1: All right, I do want to get to that. We will get to Israel, at least that one, and I'd love to hear that uh, about that article. But you brought up something very interesting. Um, th- we may get kicked off our social media platforms. We we may be banned, censored, deleted, but it's time we stop beating around the bush and tell it like it is. The commonalities between the rise of the Nazis and the tactics of the left today cannot be ignored. The tactics, we we, we hesitate using the word Nazi or referring to Hitler's Germany. And, and usually they accuse us, like, the, of course, Trump, right? He was a Nazi. But look at what they're doing to us under the guise of health with the coronavirus right here in America. The first article I wanted to get to is the vaccine passports, Gary. Uh, New York will officially begin requiring vaccine passports on april 2nd according to uh, several outlets and uh the governor has been talking this up florida is doing just the opposite thing they're trying to uh pass legislation that would protect the citizens from having to be forced or mandated to uh, get this vaccine your thoughts on this amazing story
2: yeah there's a real separation coming a lot of this is going to be drawn along state lines it'll be interesting. But the California, I mean, the uh, New York, and I could say California as yep. well, the New sure. York-California approach versus Florida and and South Dakota and states like that. Um, and I think that we see people already leaving New York and California in droves, going to states uh, that aren't as rigid with their COVID uh, rules. Uh, but as this travel passport is being implemented, and by the way, I don't know if you mm-hmm. caught it or not, but this morning, Um, the first uh, piece of news I saw was that the Biden Biden administration now formally has come out speaking in favor of a travel passport. So it's just a matter of time. I'd say probably by sometime this summer, uh, we'll see the beginnings of it being implemented nationally. Uh, But of course, New York is leading the way. And um, uh, Cuomo, who's been a Globalist, his whole life is, and his father was. Um, this is really getting mm. sidetracked, but I just want to mention this. Then bring me back on course, okay? No, that's okay. Um, we're we're um, concerned well, about
1: this. You said you yeah. said it's a it's a state issue. It should be, but you said Biden. And I saw this story too come out. The White House, the old Biden administration, is working on these uh, vaccine passports. Can you explain what they can do from a federal uh, at the federal level?
2: well of course they, they can crack down on states that aren't going to abide by their rules uh, trying to cut off funding if they really get extreme um, they could deny social security payments to citizens in that state which then in turn uh, would cause them probably to put pressure on the state government you know i mean there's all kinds of things they can do i i gave an example of one of the more extreme uh, possibilities we're not quite there yet but uh, expect them to keep pushing forward, because right now they have the next 20 months or so uh, where they control the House, the Senate, and mm-hmm. the presidency. And so they're going to do everything they can to make this happen. Um, so we, we need to be prepared for that. Um, but but there, there is a spiritual mindset behind this. I mean, the people pushing this agenda are doing so with a religious fervor. And Cuomo of New York, of course, has been you know, right up there at the forefront and his father, Mario Cuomo, who was a uh, previous uh, governor of, of New York, was actually a disciple, follower of Pierre Teilhard de Chardin, the French uh, Jesuit priest. Um, I devoted an entire section to him in my book, The New World Religion, mm. because he had such an impact in the realm of philosophy. Uh, university students who study philosophy, at some point they're going to come across Chardin's teachings, and uh, Cuomo was very much into that. Um, and basically what Chardin taught, he, he claimed to be a Christian, but when you read what he actually believed and and, and looked deeper, uh, he was a pantheist. Hmm. He put Christian terminology over pantheistic beliefs and sold it to people, and, and he, he was probably the number one spiritual influencer at the United Nations. Many top UN officials uh, were followers of, of Chardin. So just just with that background, you have to understand that the Cuomo family has come at all of this from a very new-agey uh, background, being influenced you know, uh, by their father, and, and they're globalists through and through. Because if, if you have adopted any form of pantheism, you're going to believe that if the world, if this God force can somehow be unified by the whole world coming together as one, uh, then we'll finally have uh, world peace and world unity and a state of bliss. That's basically what Chardin taught. And so, uh, in their minds, they're on the right side of this. See, and Christians we're the, the narrow-minded ones that mm-hmm. we're, we're kind of throwing the wrench into the uh, into their their party, so to speak. And and um, uh, New Agers, uh, globalists, um, Freemasons at the higher levels, uh, many of the top Vatican people. Their goal is to get things back to how they were at the building of the Tower of Babel. In fact, I actually saw that quote somewhere from within some of these writings. Uh, Mm. They were saying that themselves. And so what the Bible is against, they are for. And what the Bible is for, they are against, generally speaking. And so we're looking at a clash uh, from A to Z, a clash of two worldviews. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Gary, um, we've got an audio clip we want to play. But first, for those who have not been keeping up with any of this that we're talking about, let's go back to New York. Um, They're uh, launching this in a few days, this vaccine passport. And I'm just going to explain from this article, it's similar to a mobile airline boarding pass. Individuals will be able to either print out their pass or, or store it on their smartphones using the Excelsior Pass Wallet app to verify proof of COVID-19 negative test results or proof of vaccination, that you've been vaccinated. It says the app won't show any health information when scanned, right? We want, we just, we're supposed to just trust them. It'll show a green check mark if the person has been vaccinated or tested. Now, this will allow you to move about freely, gaining access to things like sporting events, wedding receptions, things that now require negative tests from attendees and and now so let's play this clip from Naomi Wolf it's fascinating listen to this and we'll get Gary's response here to react author of the end of America letter a letter of warning to a young patriot Dr. Naomi Wolf so excited that you could join us tonight I'm just going to hand it over to you what do you make of what we're about to see
3: I mean, I I am not overstating this. I can't say it forcefully enough. This is literally the end of human liberty in the West if this plan unfolds as planned. Vaccine passport sounds like a fine thing if you don't understand what those platforms can do. I'm CEO of a tech company. I understand what this platform does. It's not about the vaccine. It's not about the virus. It's about your data. And once this rolls out, you don't have a choice about being part of the system. What people have to understand is that Any other functionality can be loaded onto that platform Mm. with no problem at all. And what that means is um, it can be merged with your PayPal account, with your digital currency. Microsoft uh, is already talking about merging it with um, payment plans. Your uh, networks can be sucked up. It geolocates you everywhere you go. Your credit history can be included. All of your medical history can be included. This has already happened in Israel. And six months. Later, we're hearing from activists that it's a two tier society and that basically activists are ostracized and surveilled continually. It's the end of civil society, and they're trying to roll it out around the world. And it is absolutely so much more than a vaccine pass. It is, it I cannot stress yes. enough that it has the power to turn off your life or to turn on your life, to let you engage in society or be marginalized. And by the way, the last thing I'll say, IBM has a horrible history uh, with Nazi yes. Germany. Its subsidiary created a kind of precursor of this with punch cards that allowed the Nazis to keep lists of, again, a two-tiered society, Aryan and Jew, in such a way that they could round up Jews, round up dissidents, round up opposition leaders very, very quickly. It's catastrophic. It it cannot be allowed to continue
1: Gary Ka uh, fascinating uh, provocative words I'd love to hear your thoughts
2: well I I completely agree with Naomi and um I can tell i think you know this david uh my parents uh went through world war ii i was born in this country after they came over Mm -hmm. but i grew up hearing about what they went through so i feel somewhat qualified when it comes to how world war ii played out at least in the beginning yes and i can tell you that my father by the way uh when he was 12 and 13 years old over the course of about one year first fled from the communists losing everything that he had becoming a refugee with his family and then a few months later had to flee from the nazis they thought they were in a safe spot and found out that he was at a boarding school where they were preparing 12, 13, 14-year-olds to send him on the Eastern Front for Hitler. Wow. He said, "No way. I didn't flee from the communists to now, you know, come under Hitler." So he jumped out of a two-story window one night and ran about 20 miles to safety wow. uh, along with a friend. And and so that's just the tip of the iceberg, but they they saw they saw as as kids how all of this unfolded over there. And what we're seeing now in this country and around the world is so reminiscent; it's unbelievable. What what they did, what what Hitler through his stooges was able to convince the public of, was that uh, the Jews uh, were diseased and and therefore they were a threat to the public, mm. and therefore they needed to be quarantined. That's how it started. Yes. So a lot of decent people in in uh, Austria, Germany, in the beginning thought, well, you know, okay, we need to stay away from these people or else we're going to get disease. Well, of course, that wasn't it at all, but they bought into it. They isolated uh, them. And that's what's beginning to happen now. Those people who uh, don't uh, take the vaccine, uh, who um, uh, resist this this passport, this health passport, uh, when the next strain of COVID comes out, and it already, it's it's beginning to make the rounds, if it spreads rapidly and causes problems, guess who they'll blame for it? They'll they'll say it's those who didn't take uh, the vaccine, you know, who've caused this, and therefore they need to be isolated. I, I really believe that's where all of this is going they won't ever tell you of all the people who die from taking these vaccines right. because of adverse reactions i guarantee you the media is not going to tell you that instead people who are dying it's going to be because those of us who don't take the vaccine who don't have the health passport who are the resistors and and so it's very much along the same lines of how the the whole nazi agenda uh, unfolded during world war 2 unfortunately it's just it's amazing to me to see how quickly this is unfolding I mean it's basically been one year since all of this began and look how much uh, they've gotten accomplished uh, in this direction already
1: yeah it's it's just amazing to most of us who have been informed on this been following this um, my mom got it and she's 90 and she had side effects in her arm her arm went numb she was it got some swelling in the uh, where she got the shot um, I know some people have got it no problem my sister has MS She got the vaccine, she got the vaccinated, and her, um, she had problems, nerve problems in her leg. She had her, her arm got heavy and almost like numb, like it was asleep. She had issues, and she's been getting chills and sweats, not the flu, not the Rona, but because of the vaccine. Gary, I've heard some Christians say, now that the vaccine is available, I can get it and then go back to church. What are your thoughts?
2: Yeah, that that whole mindset is so wrong. For one thing, you shouldn't have to take a vaccine to go back to church, and the fact that they're saying that means they've already accepted that concept. Uh, so they're already down the path of deception on that. And then there's the whole question of these vaccines and how they work. They're, they're not vaccines, they're gene therapies, they're experimental. So we are all being enlisted, those of us who take the vaccine, into a huge experiment. And uh, in our most recent article, which I, I just posted um, on our website, uh, called COVID Advice, Don't Act Out of Fear, uh, I quote four leading doctors who are warning Americans against taking the vaccines, not necessarily because of what's going to happen immediately, although there are plenty of adverse reactions and even deaths that we're not being told about. A significant number, way more than uh, uh, way more adverse reactions, uh, for example, than people who get the flu shot, but we're not being told that by the mass media. But what they're talking about, these doctors, is what's going to happen down the road, uh, four months to about a year and a half down the road, because they believe when people who've taken these vaccines, these mRNA vaccines, are exposed to new strains of COVID, uh, their body's immune system can basically attack the Themselves and and shut them down, mm-hmm. and that the death rate will go way higher. Mm-hmm. And so, I encourage people to go to our website and read that article. And Dr. Lee Merritt, who was the first one I quoted, and I had a link to a thirty-minute um, uh, interview. Uh, YouTube already took that down, wow. uh, but it is now uh, at another platform. Um, Rumble, you can check out Bitshoot, for example, okay. and Brightion, and so forth.
1: Okay, we've got your website, GaryCodd.org. We've also got that link, COVID Advice, Don't Act Out of Fear, posted in today's blog at StandUpForTheTruth.com. A whole lot more with Gary Codd when we come back. We're talking about vaccine passports. We will be talking about Israel shortly, but when we come back, Bill Gates says the world should be back to normal by the end of 2022. What are they doing?
0: What are they thinking? What do they know that we don't? More on Stand Up For The Truth in just a minute. Your monthly financial support of StandUpForTheTruth.com is needed and appreciated. Now, back to today's Stand Up For The Truth with David Fiorazzo. Our guest is Gary Ka, hope
1: for the world. Back to Andrew Cuomo briefly, who said New Yorkers have proven that they can follow public health guidance to beat back covid Another tool in our new toolbox to fight the virus. He's talking about this vaccine passport. Let's stop right there, Gary. He couldn't even follow common sense, and he put the lives of about 15,000 elderly New Yorkers at risk in nursing homes who ended up dying because of his policies. Can people in New York trust Andrew, Andrew Cuomo with any of this?
2: No, absolutely not. Because there's an agenda behind him. And, uh, you know, it's interesting, all the stuff that's come against him recently, and he refuses to step down. And so far, no one's forced him to step down. If he becomes enough of a political liability to the left, they might force him to step down, but it'll be for all the wrong reasons. You know, it's, this isn't about, uh, justice. It's about getting an agenda through. And as long as he's useful to him, he'll, he'll remain governor. Um, at one of the press conferences of, of one of his underlings uh, who laid everything out about how, um, you know, this, this passport is going to work and what people need to do and, and, and all that, uh, people just cheered. They stood up and cheered at, at giving up their own freedoms. I mean, you talk about people who've been brainwashed. And I hate to say this, um, and I know your program goes out in different places around the country, but to a degree, to a degree. People living in certain states are now getting, in a way, what they deserve. I mean, for how many years have people in New York and California voted for these knuckleheads? Yep. You know, and 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 now they're, you know, reaping the, the consequences, unfortunately. Um, and and so it, it is interesting how some of the lines are bring, being drawn along state lines. And, of course, the sad thing is, of course, you have strong Christian believers in California and New York as well. And in some of the states that are taking a strong stand against this, you have some bad apples in those states. You know, So I don't want to make a, a sweeping statement, but generally speaking, the states that have been given over to ultra-liberalism and far-left policies, they're the ones at the forefront now of, of implementing this. And the same thing is going to happen in other states unless it's resisted. And um, there, there's an excellent um, – uh, segment out, by the way, on the internet, uh, put out by Pastor Matthew Truhella, spelled T-R-E-W-H-E-L-L-A. <laughs> he's
1: one of our guests here. Yeah, he's awesome. Okay,
2: great. Now <laughs> in Romans 13, a seven-minute video clip. Everybody needs to see that. It's on when to obey or defy government authorities, and uh, it's at DefyTyrants.com. Yep and you can check it out. Um, Everybody, I think the time has come, people need to see that because we need to make those decisions. How far do we go? Where do we draw the lines on this?
1: Yep, thank you for bringing him up. I quoted him in my new book coming out, and uh, yeah, on his doctrine of the lesser magistrates. Um, But Gary, you mentioned, uh, before we get to Bill Gates and his prediction of the I don't know, whatever. It is. they're not the, the Rona apparently is never going to go away, but he predicted a new normal or back to normal. Dr. Simone Gold needs our support. She's one of America's frontline doctors under vicious attack after leading the fight to try to save innocent lives and expose medical disinformation, the very opposite of what the Democrat media has been trying to do. Gary, uh, you wanted to mention America's frontline doctors.
2: Yeah, they are doing a fantastic job, and a lot of these doctors have really paid a price because the medical establishment in the United States, unfortunately, from the top coming down, they're completely on board with this agenda, and I think a lot of them have been bought by the pharmaceutical companies. There's a lot of money involved in this. And the other thing is if they have anything on you, any kind of blackmail, you're going to fall in line or else they're going to, you're going to be threatened with it. And I, I feel that generally speaking, many of our politicians and, and higher-ups in the medical profession, those with high degrees of visibility that are going along with this, they're simply too smart to not see through it. So we have to ask the question, why are they going along with it? Well, they're put, those types are putting immense pressure on doctors who are part of the America's Frontline Doctors team. And um, so I, we really need to be praying for those people. Many of them are Christians or conservative Jews or just patriots who are taking a stand, and I applaud them. Uh, mm-hmm. But at their website, which is americasfrontlinedoctors.com, you are able, through them, uh, they can put you in contact with doctors who can and will prescribe Uh, hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin as treatments. And I know of of some doctors that have now treated several thousand people with COVID and haven't lost one of them to death. And so that's the most, uh, you know, there are treatments available. In fact, these treatments are more effective against COVID than Tylenol is for headaches. I take Tylenol from time to time. I get headaches most of the time it works, it helps give me some relief, it doesn't work all the time, but these treatments, they're over 99% effective, but you don't hear anything about them in the media because it doesn't fit the narrative. You see, if these work, there's no need for a vaccine. And, and that's the problem here uh, in, in, uh, in, in their agenda, is that they cannot allow any kind of effective treatment, word of that, to get out there or else it puts an end to their narrative. So America's frontline doctors, though, they are uh, speaking out on this, taking a strong stand. And uh, so I wanted to get that website out. And then one other one, too, I mentioned to you, uh, David, off the air. It's StopMedicalDiscrimination.org. StopMedicalDiscrimination.org. If you know of someone who's being pressured by their employer to take the vaccine or else risk losing their job, uh, send them to that website, org.
1: Excellent. Thank you. We'll put that in the notes today. Great website. Um, so now uh, Cuomo says we're going to do everything we can to vaccinate as many New Yorkers as possible as quickly as possible. Uh, and I agree, it, this is an agenda and it should be alarming to most freedom-loving, uh, fair, open-minded, thinking Americans. But I want to go over to uh, talk about Bill Gates now, who, according to... Uh, one of our recent guests, Cheryl Chumley, who wrote a book about socialism, and uh, Christians must re- reject this, uh, Bill Gates is not America's coronavirus god. She writes, a Microsoft founder turned vaccine developer just came out and predicted that the world, weary as it is from the coronavirus, will see a return to complete normalcy by 2022. The proper response to that prediction, at least for Americans, is who the blank is Bill Gates to say? But sadly, in these fear-driven, emotionally charged, chaotic times of COVID-19, the government has successfully seized control of the constitution. Um, Gary, Bill Gates is—he's bec- becoming more and more influential. Of course, we know he's a globalist. We know some of his agenda in part of the Great Reset. Uh, your concerns about the fact that he's trying—he's been trying to predict this for about five, six, seven years, from what I understand from research, like an infectious virus and the threat, the fear-mongering, really, uh, on the global level. Your thoughts?
2: Well, it goes all the way back. Uh, I mean, Gates has been involved in all of this for many years. <clears throat> he became uh, even more heavily involved in 2010 when he committed $10 billion uh, to help the World Health Organization with uh, the vaccination programs. And at that time, he said we need to make the next decade uh, a decade of vaccines, and and we've seen that happen now. So you've got the highest levels of of global government at the UN, the World Health Organization, the World Economic Forum, of which Gates is a huge part, and tons of money being thrown around by Gates uh, helping to fund uh, this vaccination program. And the reason he, he made the statement that he made about 2022, I believe, is because in his mind, that's when he feels he'll have everybody on the globe vaccinated. And so <clears throat> wow. he feels um, that, you know, if he can pull that off, then then and only then can things go back to normal. But as long as people resist vaccination, uh, forget it. They're going to keep tightening the screws in every way that they can. Um, if you go to the archive section of our website, GaryCaw.org, um I have an article from one year ago called COVID-19, a global conditioning And in that article, I document and connect all the dots between Gates, the World Economic Forum, Event 201, how this whole thing rolled out. And Mm. and again, Gates is in the middle of it. In fact, he's helping not only to fund the vaccines, but also the digital ID and uh, also how to place this on human bodies. Gates money is going into all of those areas. So this is all interlinked. It's not just about uh, the vaccines. It's about how to tag every person, and uh, in in, in such a way that ultimately they will need a certain digital ID on their body to be able to buy or sell. I I documented everything in that article. If people don't believe it, they can check out the sources.
1: So at GaryKa.org, on the right-hand column, there's recent posts, and you can go back and find Gary's articles. Um, so Bill Gates and Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation donated, according to Breitbart News, $1.75 billion to support vaccines and uh, possible treatments. But back in 2015, I didn't realize this, Gary. You probably did. Uh, Bill Gates, in a TED Talk, said that the world would not be prepared for a virus where people feel well enough while they're infectious that they get on a plane or go to the market. He said if anything kills over 10 million people in the next few decades, it's most likely to be a highly infectious virus. He said this in 2015. Wasn't he trying to spread it even then?
2: Yeah, of course, he he was just setting the stage, uh, knowing that this was going to happen at some point. And then, of course, you can ask the question, right? Uh, how did he know that? Yep. I'm not even going to go there because he gets into <laughs> motives and everything else, but God knows. Yes. And he knows those people who've been involved uh, in deliberately putting certain things out over the years. Um, and if you if you study how this uh, virus rolled out from China and a document, um, well, I'm mentioning so many today, I know I don't want to make people's heads spin, but again, if you go to the article that we just posted, COVID advice, don't act out of fear, at our website, um at the end of that article, I have a, a, a mini article titled, Will the FBI Investigate China COVID Collusion? It's just two paragraphs long, and at the end of that, hmm. there's a link. And you can go online and read a document that has come out involving uh, investigators from five different countries, including some from the military, the uh, uh, top medical people, lawyers who've done a full-blown investigation into China's involvement in all this, it blew me away. I didn't think that anything would surprise me anymore, but this blew me away. It's a 40-page document. About a third of it is footnotes, so it's probably closer to about 25 pages. And it's, it's, for all practical purposes, a legal document laying out the case – And every single mandate that has gone into effect in our country, David, regarding COVID, you know, first the distancing and then the masks and everything that's happened, all the major steps that have been taken were rolled out by people tightly connected with China, either getting money from them or their university had a special relationship with China. China has been involved in this from the very beginning, every step along the way. And I know that's a A bold statement that some people might not believe but before you disagree with me on that read that document and then come back and say I'm wrong on this it's it's thoroughly documented so uh, you've got people who've been collaborating with China the top two officials at the World Health Organization uh, including Gabriasis uh, who's the you know the top dog um, a strong socialist from Ethiopia totally involved with China And so you can take this all the way to the top and follow it down the ladder, how China's been involved in all this. And we're being fed this here in America, a Marxist-Socialist agenda to take us into the New World Order, supported by the World Economic Forum, supported by billions of dollars of Gates money, George Soros' money, and high-tech industries. And, you know, unless there's a miracle from God, this will not be stopped. It's a question of how much longer we have before it's fully implemented. But I do believe if enough people took a stand and drew some lines in the sand, including some Christians in the media, the few who are left, um, this thing could be delayed at least for a time. Mm. But we'll see what happens in the next month or two, uh, which is very critical because the World Economic Forum is um, rolling out their Great Reset officially in mid-May. And so that's just around the corner. And So we'll see another huge exerted effort uh, to force this on us uh, when that comes out.
1: And that article, I will put that link to that, that document. Uh, just one of the things, just to tease people a little bit, lockdowns originated on the order of Xi Jinping, General Secretary of the Chinese Communist Party, and the lockdowns were propagated into global policy by the World Health Organization with little analysis or logic. So we don't have time to dissect all that and get in to unpack all that with Gary. But c- when we come back from our break in two minutes, um, we have to take a break. We're going to talk about UK and there's just some shocking news that Gary's got a breaking story on. And hopefully we'll get to Israel. But uh, Gary, these investigations, we know what happens because of the deep state, because we've, we've got globalists in our own government Uh, But it's important information for people at least to try to get for themselves. Um, Before we take a break, a year ago, we were about to celebrate Easter, and most churches were closed. The tomb of Jesus was empty, but churches were also empty. And that's a sad, shocking thing. And today, some churches are still not back to 100%. Your thoughts in just a minute and a half on the Christian church in America.
2: Well, of course, the government's trying to say if you take the vaccines, uh, then churches can open more quickly. So Uh. they're using that as as a carrot. So if if churches go along with that, they're just playing right into this narrative. And I applaud the churches that have been bold enough uh, to take responsible measures, you know, but keep their doors open. Uh, And and you have to see through this. I mean, some of the rules, like in California, where only 10 people can gather in a building that is built for 5,000 that tells you there's an ulterior motive. It defies all common sense. Come on, people. Um, you know, there. we need spiritual discernment and common sense in the Christian community right now. And again, the Romans 13 argument, you know, we always have to obey our authorities. That's how some people take it. That is just nonsense. Uh, it, it does not line up with other passages of Scripture where people took a stand right. and did not fall in line uh, regarding that. And uh, so churches... Uh, need to rethink all of that and and take a strong stand while they can.
1: Context, context, context. I want to wrap up with with a quote from Cheryl Chumley from her article. Easter is about the resurrection of Jesus. There's no better time for Americans to resurrect their God-given rights and tell the Bill Gates types of the world, along with the actual Bill Gates, to sit down, sit back, and be quiet because we don't need their permission. The resurrection of Americans' rights can be here now, If only we are bold enough to demand it. End quote. Cheryl Chumley, Washington Times. We're with Gary Ka, Hope for the World. When we come back, we're going to talk about a shocking story. Well, maybe not too shocking in light of what we've been
0: talking about. Over in the U.K., that's next on Stand Up for the Truth. Keep it right here. Thank you for listening and sharing today's show via StandUpForTheTruth.com slash podcast. Now, back to Stand Up for the Truth. Here's David Fiorazzo.
1: Our guest is Gary Ka, Hope for the World, and now let's go over across the big ocean, Gary. Uh, talk about what's going on in the U.K. You've got a breaking story for us.
2: Yes. Starting yesterday, Monday, March 29th, anyone who leaves England has to submit papers making a certified declaration of their reason for leaving. And if their reason is not considered valid, uh, they can be fined five thousand pounds close to seven thousand dollars wow and that's at the discretion of the authorities and uh, the british government argues that they can impose these rules uh, and this authority was granted to them under a law called the public health act which get this just happened to be passed in 1984 (laughs) i mean um some some ironies in all of this Mm. um but uh, the parliament uh Uh, recently went ahead and approved this as as an emergency measure to be implemented. And so the only way you can leave is if you fall into a category of 14 valid excuses, such as, um, you know, a professional sports team. They can can travel for a match. That's totally fine. But if you want to leave the country for some type of religious convention somewhere, um, or if you're wanting to visit uh, a relative Uh, who may be very ill and you haven't been able to meet with them over the past year because of COVID, Um, unless uh, they are close to death, then maybe you'll be granted that opportunity. But, you know, nobody should be granted anything. It ought to just be a freedom and a right to do something like that. They have to go through authorities to do something like that. This sounds more and more like the former Soviet Union. Wow. Um, And and the really crazy thing about all this is... uh, over 95% of the British people over the age of 60 have been vaccinated. So if this is all about, you know, just get the vaccine, then your life can go back to normal. Nope. And so we need to not fall for the same deception in this country. They keep holding out carrots for us, but when you get to that point, they keep dragging it out. So this is a, there's a much bigger agenda here. So here in Britain, you've got 95% of 60 and over people who've been vaccinated, but yet they have to abide by all these rules. can be fined up to $7,000 if they leave the country uh, for a reason that is not approved by their government. So Orwell's 1984 has arrived in Britain officially as of yesterday.
1: Um, We shouldn't be surprised by this. I I haven't been keeping up with the UK numbers. has the virus been really bad there? Is the death rate skyrocketing, or what are we missing?
2: Yeah, it, I mean, it, it's been uh, like most other places. It, it, it wasn't as bad as, um, uh, as it was in Italy early on, uh, but it did spread there. Uh, but the death rates have been coming down, just like in, in, in this country. And I, I saw this uh, this morning uh, a news report saying, well, the, the number of COVID cases are going back up again. Uh, but guess what? The death rates are going down. So, yeah, it's not a bad thing if everybody got COVID and build up immunity yeah, to it, right? I exactly. mean, then we'd be immune to it, you know, next time around. That's what happens with the flu or with anything else. Uh, it's the death rate that matters. And, and the COVID, uh, COVID-19 has weakened in this country because even though more people have the virus, a uh, much lower percentage of them are dying from it. Uh, There are those who do die from it. It's a very small percentage. But even there, you know, many of these people are being denied medications that could save their lives. That's what's so frustrating about it. In fact, early on, I've got to share this with you. Um, You're probably aware of it already. Maybe some of your listeners aren't, but Dr. Harvey Risch, or Risch spelled R-I-S-C-H, who is professor of epidemiology at Yale School of Public Health, one of the top epidemiologists in the world. He's got over 300 peer-reviewed publications that he's written that have been published. I mean this guy's at the top of, you know, of, of that field. And beginning back in July, he said, hey, the cure already exists. I mean, we can defeat COVID-19, just release hydroxychloroquine to Ugh. people. And, and that's around the same time that President Trump was saying the same thing, and he was getting shot down yep. by supposed medical authorities who say, no, no, that's dangerous, it won't work. Honestly, can I say this on a Christian talk yes, show? Yes, you can. That, that is bull. It is bull hydroxychloroquine does work quite effectively, as does ivermectin, unless you have some pre-existing uh, issues with your liver. And all of this uh, um, COVID-19 could be wiped out in one month in this country if those prescriptions were made widely available to people who have COVID, but they're being denied. And so I, I'm building up to this point. There are people right now who are knowledgeable of all this and know that these uh, therapeutics will work, Yes, who have been responsible for denying um, uh, patients uh, these medications, beginning from the top down. The World Health Organization, Dr. Fauci and others, they have to be aware of this, that yep. these work. So somebody's got some blood on their hands. I was the just going to say people that. people who have died of COVID. The statistics aren't as high as what they say, but there are thousands of people who have died of COVID who did not have to die. We know of two of those people. Mm. And my heart breaks because one one lady, a good friend of ours, is a widow now. Her husband died, never got these medications that work. And so I would encourage all the listeners right now, it, over the next few days, Go to America's frontline doctors, get in touch with a doctor who is bold enough to prescribe these kinds of medications and have a supply of them on hand in your home for your family. So that if you get COVID, if you take this in the early stages, it will knock it out with over 99% success rate. That is totally the opposite of what we're being told by the mass media who is following the UN and the World Health Organization's narrative. So I just wanted to get that out Thank there. You, I I'm not it's not just Gary Caw saying this. Top epidemiologists yes. are, you know, saying this, but they're they're being cut off the media. The, I haven't seen uh, Doctor Risch being interviewed recently because even Fox now, you know, in the beginning they talked about hydroxychloroquine, and then all of a sudden yeah. I mean, from one day to the next it got silent. They got their marching and, orders. Yep.
1: Yeah, it's, it's sad, and the media has blood on their hands. It's not just the globalists, it's not just the World Health Organization, the media, the Democrat media in America and all the major networks that, that made that a political issue because Trump said hydroxychloroquine. Gary, I want to come back to America now. I've got, I posted something on one of my Facebook pages. American citizens should not be forced, manipulated, guilted, or mandated to take a vaccine or be injected by anything against their will and then with a little wink, I said, our body, our choice, right? Well, a Christian friend responded, and I just want to get your take on this. He said, requiring a vaccine and providing proof of a vaccine is nothing new. There are dozens of countries around the world that require proof of certain vaccines to enter. This is a, be- a believer in Christ throwing out this argument. Yeah, because other countries are requiring papers. It's okay in America. Well, how would you respond to that?
2: Well, first of all, he's obviously heard this from from other people who are driving the narrative, and they keep saying that. But when you look into it, it's nothing, nothing draconian like what they're trying to bring through now. And and so you can't make an adequate comparison, in my opinion, between those two things. The other thing is you have to dig deeper and become a researcher on this. When you find out that the same person funding these vaccines is also – Funding a digital ID and is already experimenting yeah. <laughs> with it in Africa, yep. in West Africa. Uh, I've got an article on that documenting all that. They're using uh, young children in Africa, experimenting with biometrics and, and, and the vaccine and how to uh, uh, document this on their body, and yes. they, will be able to, they will need to have this vaccine and, and a tag on their bodies eventually in order to be able to buy or sell. Uh, and this is not a, a hypothesis. This is not something that maybe someday this could happen. This is being discussed right now by these globalists who are funding this whole agenda. And their their first big step is to have this global health passport that everybody has to have. So it's a step toward globalization. It's a step toward taking away our rights, our freedoms, our privacy, our right to travel, uh, attend church services. Eventually they'll, they'll tie it in with this. This is an end run around our national sovereignty to force us to do things that we should not be forced to do. And again, I feel like I'm somewhat qualified to speak on this subject because of what my parents went through during World War II. You talk to any uh, person who had a parent or grandparent at Auschwitz or who in, in some other way was persecuted or had to put themselves on the line in Nazi Germany, and they will warn you that this is going down the same path. Mm. Uh, my, my grandfather, my mother's father, was very outspoken against Hitler. They lived in a small village of about 300 people, but they had a Nazi school teacher there who kept an eye on things and we believe that's what happened with my grandpa. Um, somebody ratted on him, and the next thing we know, uh, uh, the secret police showed up at the mayor's office in that little village looking for my grandpa. Fortunately, the mayor was a friend of our families, and my mom and, and, and uh, his daughter were best friends, and so uh, instead of helping out and uh, working with the secret police, he sent them off on a wild goose chase <laughs> to a neighboring village and said, "The last time he saw my grandpa, you know, he was over there." Well, as soon as they got out of sight, he tracked down my grandpa and told him, "They're after you. You got to get out of here." And so my grandfather had to hide out in the nearby forests for a period of time until the coast was clear. And uh, back in those days, they had wild boars and all that, and wolves and that kind of stuff. So it wasn't exactly safe staying out, you know, several nights in the forest. But that's what that's what happened over there. Fortunately, the war ended not long after that. But both on my mom's side and on my dad's side, and I already shared earlier what they went through, they experienced this up close and personal. Mm. And if people don't wake up in this country and get off their rear ends, and start doing their own research,
0: yes. and,
2: and stop accepting what the media is, is feeding us, which is a bunch of narrative lies that are being passed down to them from the top down, um, we're, we're in for a rude awakening, and it's going to come very quickly. I am telling you this, I Thank believe you. the Lord has given me this message to warn everybody that I come into contact with that this is not a game. This is the real thing. They're pushing for the final end result now. This is no longer just a test to see how far they can go. The globalists, they're going for it this time. Yes, they are. Everything's on the table. We either stand up now or we're going to lose all of our freedoms.
1: Amen, Gary. And thank you. Thank you for those strong but important words. We need to hear them. We need to get this message out. We've got two minutes left. Um, We didn't get to Israel, but they have been requiring... um, vaccine passports, I think. Do you, do you know what's happening with Israel?
2: Yes, um, it, it's a type of green passport system. When you arrive at the airport, uh, you go to the left, a uh, line in the left, if you already have the vaccine. If you haven't had the vaccine, they send you off to the right, and you have to have the vaccine. If you refuse it, then you have to – you're given a type of ankle bracelet, which, by the way, you have to pay 2,000 shekels, so you have to pay for it yourself with your own money, and then you're given this thing so they can trace you every step everywhere you go. And as far as the cultural activities in the country, forget about it if you haven't had the vaccine. And so this this has shocked everybody, especially because of what the Jewish people have gone through in World War II – But now there is a a bit of a rebellion that's beginning to, a backlash that is developing in Israel. A new political party, in fact, has formed uh, that is taking a strong stand on this. But there are videos now being posted by Israelis where they're pleading with the public around the world to, to assist them and take a stand with them and get this information out and put pressure on the government of Israel, especially the the health ministry that is uh, forcing all this.
1: Thank you, Gary. I wish we had more time. It always goes by so fast with you. Gary Ka, hope for the world. We appreciate you, brother. Have a wonderful Easter, and when you take a break and get a chance to drive around a little bit and meet some of your Uh, supporters and just enjoy some R&R. You just uh, be listening. and I'm sure God's going to be refreshing you and speaking to your heart. God bless you, brother.
2: Thank you, David.
1: All right. Bye-bye. When we come back, we'll let you know who you're going to hear from the rest of the week on Stand Up for the Truth. And just a quick reminder to keep sharing the podcasts,
0: please. We'll be right back. Stand Up for the Truth, a ministry of Lakeshore Communications Incorporated. Keep the discussion going on social media, Stand Up WI on Facebook and Twitter. Now we wrap up today's Stand Up For The Truth.
1: Oh my goodness, I wish we had more time with Gary, but pray for him. He's going to be taking a break uh, in the next couple weeks and uh, just doing some traveling, him and his wife, just some R&R, and he, uh, he's been on the front lines of these battles for years. So in fact, most of our guests that we have on, that's why we have them on, because they do the research, they are out there fighting the good fight and l- trying to inform others and warn the rest of us. And so pray for our guests when we have people on Stand Up For The Truth. Tomorrow, uh, replay Wednesday, you will hear Alex Newman, education expert. And um, I, I think we talked about a little bit about China and other things, um, so tune in to, for that one. Um, on Thursday, Mike Gendron, he's an apologist and an evangelist, And he's a former Roman Catholic. He knows so much about church doctrines. So uh, tune in for Mike Gendron on Thursday, and he will be in the Green Bay area the week after, speaking at a church on Friday and Saturday. Um, uh, Friday, of course, Easter weekend is here. Good Friday is on the way, and we're going to be talking about some scriptures relating to Jesus' sacrifice, Isaiah 53. We'll be reading from the Gospels and just getting our hearts and minds set on God on Friday. So God bless you, and as always, keep speaking the truth about things that matter.